are listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. I'm your host, Rebecca Rodriguez. I'm a veteran teacher, and I never bring work home. I'm here to talk about how you can systematically, effectively, and positively prep your classroom so you too can feel balanced, happy, and in control of your life at school and at home. school year, we've had to help each other in our classrooms by subbing a lot. We don't have enough subs, and whenever anyone misses, we have been picking up the slack for each other. We do get paid for it, which is awesome in my district, but this year I've had a few experiences that really intrigued me. One, I went to a classroom where I literally couldn't get to the teacher desk. It was such a mess in the room that I just couldn't find my way up there. And once I got to the front desk, I had to clean it up because I couldn't put my own things down so that I could work. Then I subbed another classroom where the teacher had everything impeccably organized. The desk was completely clean. There was even like things pointing to different directions that she needed me to know so that I could help to sub her class. There was candies for the person who was subbing for her because she knew we were going to come in and help. It was really quite different. And I realized in each classroom I had a completely different experience. I was very frustrated and overwhelmed and feeling kind of angsty when I went to the very dirty classroom. And when I went to the other classroom, the one that was clean and organized, I felt so great. I really loved subbing in that class. So join me today as we talk about how organization can help you. I am the first to admit I am a very organized person. I like my classroom, my house, my car to be clean and organized. I just feel very comfortable that way. The reasons I really like that are many. So let's talk about what causes clutter. What makes things look cluttered first? We'll talk about why it's important to our mental health to have organization in our lives, and then we'll go from there. So first, one thing that I think causes our classroom specifically to look really cluttered is maybe too much on the walls. I have a lot going on in my classroom, but I try to make sure that I don't have every inch covered with just mess, with papers from students, with things that are just causing a clutter on the wall. Sometimes when we get too many things going in our classrooms at one time, it's distracting. Another thing that causes our classrooms to look cluttered would be functional items all out. So in a kitchen, this would be that you would have utensils, spices, your blender, your toaster, your coffee maker, pans, and everything out on the counter. It looks cleaner when we can put some of that clutter, some of those items, even though they're functional to have them out and within reach, if we can put them away, if we can put the spices up into the cabinet, if we can put some of the canisters into the pantry, if we can put the toaster away, if we can get some of that off of the counter and just get it out when we actually do need to use it, it causes our kitchen to look cleaner. The same thing can happen in our classroom. When we have everything out that we use 
we can end up having our classroom look really cluttered. So if you don't need to have everything out on the desks, like everybody has their own little pouch of pencils, crayons, scissors, everything. If they, if they don't need that on their desk all the time, maybe we could put that away. For us as teachers, maybe we have a place where we put our stapler. It's not, it doesn't have to be out on the desk. Or if we have all of our organizers for papers just stacked everywhere around the room, sometimes that makes it so that we can have procedures and it makes it nice, but sometimes it just gets full and then we just leave it there. If it can be put away, make sure it has a home and put it away. Another thing that makes classrooms look cluttered is when things don't have a home. So if you don't have a place where you keep things or students don't have a regular place that they turn things in, things can just start to stack up all over. So in my classroom, I really try to have like, this is the one cup where we put extra pencils and this is the dirty pencil cup and this is where we turn in papers every time and I don't get them out and put them somewhere else until I'm ready to grade them and then they immediately go in the return to student bin and then straight back to students. There's no stacks forming around the classroom. Another thing that causes the classrooms to look cluttered would be the oversized and too many different kinds of organizers. You don't need to have four hundred markers on your desk. You could have a marker thing in a drawer and, and put that away and get it out when you need it, but you don't need to have all of those out. Like I said, when we have all of our functional items visible, it starts to look really cluttered. One thing that I thought was funny was when I was looking up organization and what can cause and make things look cluttered, it talked about having too much furniture in a room in the house. And I started laughing because in the classroom, sometimes we don't get a say in that situation. I know that when I have the 36 to 40 desks in my room, first of all, my desks are shaped so ridiculous. Our desks in my personal wing of the school are triangular and so they and they're huge and they're just so cumbersome and hideous. We can't even put them together into nice groupings. There's a giant hole in the middle of the groups and they don't go together nice side by side because they actually triangulate out. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. I hate our tables. So the tables are huge and then when we have 40 in there, it just feels like that's all that's in the room. It's a million desks. So this one, if you can help it, get rid of some of that furniture. For me, I had a podium in my classroom that was just a place I would store crap. And I, I this, this past school year when I was redoing my room and, and putting up my mural, I decided to try and get rid of some of that extra furniture in the room and see if I could give myself a little bit more space. And that was one of the things that I was kind of nervous to get up, give up because I thought, what if I need that? And I have not missed it for one moment. So if you can get rid of some of that furniture, do it. If you would just have a table of desks that are just taking up some space in the side of the room that you're kind of nervous about getting rid of, just try it out. It's really cool. Okay, so those are some of those things that visually make your room feel and look cluttered, disorganized. And that is important because as we are at work for a lot of our lives, we need to remember why it's important to be organized. Number one, organization can actually boost productivity. 
That's great for us as teachers. I don't know about you. I hate going to work and feeling like I didn't accomplish the things I needed to accomplish that day. It frustrates me to no end to feel like I wasn't as productive as I needed to be or wanted to be in a school day. But it also frustrates me when my students aren't productive, if they're just looking around or if they don't seem to know where to turn in their papers, so they're wandering around the room. All of those things that we can get our students to be more productive, all those ways by by eliminating clutter is going to help us be more productive, but it's also going to help our students. So that's one reason organization can be super important in a classroom. Studies have shown that it boosts productivity because we are able to have more time and focus on our tasks because we're not trying to find things. We aren't trying to make room for things like in the classroom that I subbed. I had to spend 10 minutes cleaning someone else's desk because first of all, I'm a little obsessive and I, I admit it, I, I couldn't work there. It was gross to me. And it also makes it so that we don't hop around from one task to another because there's not things sitting within your view that you realize, oh, I do need to do that. And, and then you stop what you're working on and work on something else. By knowing where things are and by having a clean area to work, we can be more productive. The second reason that is so important is it actually reduces our stress. There's a lot of data and studies that prove that disorganization, clutter, dirty areas actually raise stress in people. One of the ways this can reduce stress for teachers is because students know the procedures. They know where things are. They know what to do and they know how to help themselves in your classroom. So you don't always have to tell them every time, okay, we're turning in papers this way this time, and then the next time you turn in papers, we're gonna turn them in a different way. You don't have to worry about that because it's always the same because you're organized. I actually have an episode from season one, episode eight, on classroom procedures and how those things can front load choices so you don't have as much to do. So if you're interested, that one's a really good one to help you set up procedures so that your classroom functions more organizationally. The second way this can reduce stress is that is because clutter bombards us with extra stimuli. So like I was saying, sometimes we start to hop from one task to another because it's in our view. This actually makes our senses work way over time. So if we can get rid of some of that extra stimuli, it makes it so we don't sit there and think about all the other things that have to be done. They don't trigger our brain that we need to be thinking about that too. And it can help us reduce our stress level because when we can see it, it starts to make us feel that anxiety about, oh, there's more and more and more to do. Stress also accumulates because it's more difficult to just relax. I don't know that I always that I ever really feel super relaxed at work because I, I do feel like I'm constantly busy, constantly getting things done while I'm at work. I don't have time that I'm just like propping my feet up and, and not doing anything. But I do feel relaxed when I know that I'm getting the things done in the way that I want to and that they are I'm being productive within my day. So that helps me feel more relaxed. When we have our desk and our area organized, it signals to our brain that our work is being accomplished. If it's cluttered and dirty, it's actually triggering our brain to realize that the work is never done. And that constant thought is in your head. It's that constant feeling that you're never getting things done because it's visually apparent that things are there that need to be done. And some other feelings that can be created by this mess are guilt, unease, 
the feeling of being overwhelmed, frustrated, angsty because of the mess that's around you. And those feelings cause us to feel stressed out and even burnt out at work. One thing we need to remember is that a blank canvas allows for creativity and a cluttered one doesn't. If there's already a bunch on the canvas, then it's harder to imagine what else to put there. If it's a blank canvas, you can start and do anything that you desire. So if we have a blank canvas in our room, if we've created a space where we and the students can feel like the creative juices can flow, it feels nice and clean, there's no issues already bogging us down, then we can be more creative in our work and in our daily tasks. The third reason that being organized and not having a cluttered classroom is so important is this helps us to be on time and to meet deadlines. And again, it's us and our students. And this is because it's limiting the distractions that we're facing. And it doesn't have that piled up work in the way when we have our rooms organized. There's no, none of that pile up that's causing things to get lost in the shuffle. When a student's backpack is super organized, when they have things organized and they have a system in place, they've written down their homework, they have it ready to turn in, they have a place where they always put their homework to make sure it gets done and then it returns to the classroom, they get their work in. The student who has the, the, you know, the bottomless pit of a backpack where they just shove everything in there and hope that they can find it later and then they pull it out three weeks later, it's all crumpled, nothing is done on it it's messy, it's gross. That student wasn't organized and therefore they didn't get their work done. When we're organized, we can get through our tasks in an orderly fashion and everything runs more smoothly. So we are actually able to be on time and meet our deadlines better because everything is organized and ready to go in an orderly fashion. Okay. So those are kind of the reasons that I feel like it's really important to focus on the organization in our classroom. I think that we've talked about things that make our classroom look really cluttered. Before we go on to our three things that you can put into place now to really address that clutter and to start jump-starting the, the organization in your classroom and just, just get things moving in that area, let's do our unpaid sponsorship. Today for our unpaid sponsorship, I'd like to give a shout out to GameNote poster storage bags. This one's a bit specific, but as I was cleaning up after the last unit and getting out things for the new unit that we're starting this week, I really realized how much I love these bags that I just got. So first of all, you can get them on Amazon. I got a two-pack for $15. They're this, it's a giant clear plastic bag for posters. I have created these posters in my classroom for grammar topics. And as we learn them, I put them up on the wall so students have a quick reference and they get used to seeing it laid out very clearly how they're supposed to use that grammar topic in our classroom. And then as we go through the unit, I take them down and they have to start remembering them for themselves. And this has been something I feel like is very helpful in my classroom. So when I started to do this, I realized I need a place to store them. And so I bought these boxes at first and the box was just really cumbersome. I had to slide it out from under a table, slide it back under. The box got kind of crumpled and it just wasn't working very well. And the poster started to bend in the box. And so I was really frustrated with that because I had made these posters and I want them to stay nice, neat, and organized. And so I found these bags on Amazon. It's They're clear. They have a pocket on the front. So even if you have like smaller pieces to your posters, you could put the smaller pieces in this front pocket. 
It has like these snaps on the top to keep it closed. It's got these nice big handles that you can put it over your shoulder and carry it, or you can hang it from that handle. I have them together under a table now, and I keep them kind of propped up. They work wonderfully. I can see right into there, so I can see as I'm looking for my posters what I'm what I'm getting. And each unit, I'm just able to pull the bag out, get my posters for that unit, put the other posters in, put the bag back, and I love them. So if you have a lot of posters, if you change posters out, if you have something like this that you are trying to organize in your classroom, you should check it out. Game Note Poster Storage Bags on Amazon, two-pack for $15, super awesome, super organized. There's my shout out. Love them. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, so let's talk about three things that you can put into action right now. Three things that you can just kind of start to work on now that will jumpstart organization in your classroom. I think that sometimes we think we need to do it all at once. And if we're not organized in the whole classroom, then we'll just let it go. I'll just have to wait till next year. And I don't think that that's true. I think we can start one step at a time. And this is something I think anyone can do. One thing that I actually talked to a friend of mine about, uh, Allison, you guys know Allison, uh, she was telling me that every day before she leaves, she cleans her desk. And I don't have a very disorganized desk, but as she was telling me this, it really struck me, and that's kind of where some of this idea came from, is this is one thing I could do every night is make a ritual of cleaning my desk as a way to finish out that day, get rid of anything that accumulated that day so that the next morning when I come in, I can start with a clean slate, a fresh desk, a clean desk. And that is the, the moment I start in the morning, my creative juices can flow because there's no cluttered canvas for me to start with. One thing we can do is to make sure we clean off our desk every evening, or if you prefer, maybe you do your cleaning in the morning, it's up to you, but make sure you actually have a clean desk once a day. In this cleaning, get rid of all the papers, loose or piled. If there's anything, little sticky notes that now, you know, you've crossed off everything on that sticky note or it no longer applies. If you have student passes from the day that you hold on to maybe for some reason, but at the end of the day, you don't need them anymore, make sure you throw all of the papers away that no longer mean anything. Do not just create a big pile that you think you'll go through later. That pile is a monster. It's never going to go away until you throw it away. Also, in this, make sure that you throw away garbage and dust off any you know, your computer, your shelving, if you have anything right there on your desk. Make sure that it's clean. First of all, that's kind of good for the world we're in right now is to make sure that we have a, a clean, nice area so that we don't get sick. But it also looks nice. If you see dust everywhere, it's kind of off-putting and it's not something I like to look at. And it makes you feel dirty. And then as you are going through this process, maybe you just start with making sure you don't leave papers and then you can start to go through stack by stack if you have stacks already built up. And then start trying to find a home for everything on your desk. Maybe you, for me, I have one pen and one pencil that I keep on my desk top. And then all of the other pens and pencils go in a drawer. And as I need them, I can actually take them out. I don't need 14 pens on my desk. I just don't. And I don't 
maybe you feel differently because maybe you use color coordinated or different things. But if you have things on your desk that you're realizing like it's it's just there because sometimes you use it, find a new home for it. Get rid of it. Make sure it's not just sitting there because of functionality or because you've been lazy and haven't found a home for it. Can you put your stapler in the cabinet? Can you start to get rid of some of those organizers because they are literally just a place that you put garbage and and things that you're not ready to look at in that moment. Make sure you use the one touch rule as you're cleaning your desk. Look at it, deal with it, and then take care of it. So for me, I don't touch something unless I'm ready to deal with it in that moment. And so if I'm looking through the mail, I'm going to make a choice as to what I'm going to do with that mail in that moment. I'm not going to look at it and put it down and deal with it later. I won't look at it until I'm ready to deal with it. So maybe that's one of those rules you could start to apply. The second thing you can start to do to clean up your workspace is actually to do the same thing on your desktop, on your computer. Make sure you don't have 400 things on the desktop. Start putting things in folders. Label everything impeccably so you know exactly what it is. I know that this takes a little bit extra time, but it saves you so much time when you're trying to find things later. If you do things by school year, maybe you have a folder labeled with this school year, and then inside that folder, you create different thematic units, or you create different class titles, or you create different folders that help you organize within your year so that that will help you. For me, I have Spanish one, two, three, four, and now five for the first time this year. And I have in those the different thematic units. Within the thematic units, I have the testing folder, I have the notes folder, I have the folder for classwork, folder for homework, and I keep things in the different folders and I label them exactly what it is. So I try to have the label on the document be the exact label as the title that will go into the gradebook. It's the title that will go into the file in my, in my desktop so that I can always find what it is I'm looking for. And I'm never going, well, what did I call it on the file? Because I know I didn't call it the same thing. I, I actually titled it on the document itself. It's always titled the same thing. And that way, I have a very organized structure so that when I'm looking for something, I can find it. One thing you can also do is delete old files. So you don't need to keep 40 copies of something. One time I worked with a, a group and we it was the entire district had a Google Drive. And every time someone would look at something, it would create a copy of it. So we had like 70 copies of the test at one point. And we had to go through and decide how we were going to deal with that problem because it became overwhelming to try and figure out, well, which one is the right test and, and who, who needs these? And why are there 70 copies of this one document? So that's something as you're going through your stuff, get rid of the old ones that are no longer good. If you found a typo, don't make a copy. Get rid of the original that is, has the typo and save the one that's good. And finally, the third thing that you can start now to organize and really jumpstart getting other things organized, because when you do these three things, it's going to allow space, time, creativity for you to start organizing maybe the bookshelves in your room. Maybe it'll give you time to organize the cabinets or any closet space that you have. But start with these three, your desk, 
your desktop on your computer, and then the last one is your calendar slash planner slash to-do lists. I don't know about you guys, but my to-do list is never-ending. And I've kind of talked about that before, that I have basically a hot list or the, or the top five things that have to be done that day. And then I have my super long to-do list of everything because I don't want to forget the things that I need to do. So I make a huge list, but that goes in a drawer that I don't look at. I only look at the top five things that are on a sticky note. And I only allow myself to use a sticky note so that it doesn't get too long. And once that sticky note is done, I throw that sticky note away. So there's one sticky note on my desk with the top five things I need to focus on at that given moment, three to five, I should say three to five. And that's, that's how I do my to-do lists. The planner and the calendar are kind of coinciding for me. I do have a calendar on my, on my outlook for my email for work but I tend to keep everything in my planner. And I've talked about my planner before. It's an Erin Condren planner. So it has a place for everything. There's so many places I can keep track of my notes for the month, for the week, for the day. It's helpful for me. And I do not let anything slip. If I find out, oh, we've got testing this day, I immediately put it in my calendar. If you can make sure to have all of your stuff in one place, the one place that's the most important for work, it may be the same as at home or not, but if you have one calendar that you do not let anything slip, then you will be way more organized. This will help you meet your deadlines. It'll help you keep organized, keep on track as to what needs to be done because you will have a very clear path as to what needs to be done. So keep try to keep it all in one place. Like for me, I try to keep it all on that one sticky note. This is what I'm focusing on in this moment. And then I have my planner that has all of the things that need to be done for the week. Everything that, that I get told, that in, any deadlines, any issues, any IEP meetings, anything I need to do goes in that calendar and I can look at it all, all the time and I have it all in one place. So try to get everything coinciding into one location where all of your information is going to be honed in. If you prefer an online calendar, make sure that if you find out something, you immediately stop what you're doing and put it on your calendar. If you can keep your calendar organized, you can make sure to keep things moving. You can make sure to keep things going in your life and you can keep things on track with your priorities as well. One thing we need to remember to do is to redo the lists as they get cluttered. I don't know why it feels so good, but it feels so good to be able to cross things off of the list. So sometimes it's nice to keep that list for a long, a long time so you can see how many wonderful things you've crossed off the list and feel so accomplished. But after a while, the list starts looking really messy. And if it's hard to follow and track where you actually are on the list, that's why I have my little hot list on my sticky note on my desk, because once those three things are done, they're crossed off and then that goes away and I pick three new things. And my other big list can get a little bit messy before I have to redo the whole big list. But it's important to update our lists often so that they can stay neat and organized so that we can stay on track. Because the more cluttered and, and messy and crossed out and lines and arrows and this and that makes it difficult to keep on track. So keep your lists clean. As much as we may want to do a complete overhaul to organize our classrooms, it isn't always necessary and it can very often be completely overwhelming. We can get a jump start instead. 
We can make a huge impact on the organization of our classroom by mindfully organizing these three things first and consistently. One, clean up your desk daily. Get rid of all the paper. Really, really work to keep it clean, organized, and in control. Two, organize the files on your computer. Keep folders. Make sure you keep the things in the folders that belong in the folders and label things appropriately. And three, keep your calendar and your to-do lists up to date and clean. My goal with Positively Prepped is to help teachers to feel balanced, happy, and in control. One great way to do that is through organization. As we organize our workspace, especially our desk, our desktop, and our calendars, we can feel more balanced and creative in our space. We can make sure that we feel happy as we're surrounded by organization and simplicity. And we can feel in control of a vital, important area of our workspace. Thank you for listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. Please subscribe and share. It's important to continually focus on balance and improve our practices. That's why I created Positively Prepped, to help teachers to improve themselves, their classrooms, and their lives so that they can create an amazing classroom, leave their work there, and then go home and live a full life, guilt-free. Join me next week as we continue our journey to become Positively Prepped. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rebecca.Rodriguez. That's Rodriguez with a Q and not a G. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask questions. Thanks again for listening. See you here next week.